Welcome to the Provost Perspective. My name is Patrick. This podcast is dedicated to the opinions, thoughts, and experiences of my wife, Carolyn, and I's journey through marriage, children, and life as a whole. While the topics we discuss may be varied, we will do our best to orbit around marriage, relationships, love, and family. Welcome again, and we hope you enjoy. Alrighty then. So today, um, because everybody's stuck in the house with their tiny little crotch goblins, um, <laughs> I thought we'd talk about discipline. Womb gremlins. Womb gremlins? Yes. Uh, who said that? Allison. Allison did? That's yes. awesome. Okay. Womb goblins, crotch goblins, fuck trophies, also a good yes, one. Yes, that's my favorite. Um, all right, so we're going to talk about discipline with our children. Um, see, how do we start with this? I think we'll go with where I came in. So when Carolyn and I got married, she already had two. They were young, but two. And I had no idea how to be a parent at all. Um, I knew some things that my dad had done. And I tried to emulate that quite a bit. Um, and that taught me that that is the primary mode that most people go to when they become a parent. Is what was done for me, can I make that work with my current batch? You know what I mean? Or what things did they do that I absolutely didn't like so I can make sure I don't do those things. Right. It's a, yeah. And I still think that there's a lot of trial and error as you get your own oh, kids. God, yes. Right? Uh, so we'll go a little bit into the philosophy. Um, for us, I am the disciplinarian in the house when I'm home. Uh, I am the Calvary. I willingly turn it over when you come home because, one, I just don't want to do it anymore. And, two, you come in with that big, bad NCO voice and the kids are all scared of you. And they're a, not scared of me at all. So It's a dad voice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's fair. It's... It's big, scary noises, big, scary sounds. I, I try not to come from a place of fear, though, mm-hmm. as, a, as a disciplinarian. I don't want them to be scared of me. No, I mean, I joke. to get their attention. I do make jokes that uh, if your kids aren't shaking in fear when you enter the room, you have failed as a parent. <laughs> That's obviously not true. It's not what I actually do. I think it's a funny joke. Um, but there should be a moment where if I give them a particular look, they should take pause and go, hmm, he's not happy with me. That could not end well for me, right? right? But I do try my best to be like an educator. Okay, what did you do wrong? How do we fix it? How do we learn from it and move forward? Because there's no point in making a mistake if you're not going to learn from it. Right? right. There's also that fine line, though, not necessarily how we discipline our children individually, but how individual children accept certain forms of discipline because every child is going to respond differently Mm -hmm. because one thing that works for say our oldest isn't going to be the same thing that works for our youngest and it's it takes a long time as they grow to figure that out and as they grow it will change so what worked for Dela when she was two doesn't work now that she's almost 12. Well, obviously. You know. They're, so they're different people than they are when they were from 2 to 12. You're talking about a decade's worth of growth. That's going to change. Just throwing in there that discipline is going to be constantly changing. Yeah. You can't put in a whole system and expect it to still work and function the same five years down the road as yeah. your kids get older. Now, there's some things like we've we've kind of perused parenting books out there. And by the way, the vast majority of them are shit. hot dog shit. <laughs> hot dog shit. Yeah. Things that didn't work for us, never really worked out for us, was timeout. 
Never really works. Nope. Um, restriction of privileges is kind of hit or miss. It depends on... The child. The child <laughs> and what it is you're trying to restrict. Exactly. Right? So for our oldest son, if we are to take away electronics from him, we've just destroyed his fucking world. Our youngest child couldn't give two rats ass. Like, just yeah. doesn't care. So it's kind of a weird... You have to kind of play with the systems a bit. Mm -hmm. We do try to avoid physically punishing our children when possible. Um, I've had to smack the boys' butts, probably each one of them, at least at once. At least it, once or twice, yeah. Um, and that, I think that's more of the, uh, I need you to know that I can, that I won't handle certain behavior, right? right. And it's always a quick attention-grabbing swat. Yeah, it's not... it's, but it is a swat to the butt and just the butt. Yep. And that's it. You know what I mean? And I don't fucking haul off and smack my kids in the face or anything like that. I have smacked a hand or two. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> go to grab something. I'll smack your hand or something. Right. Uh, a, a slight tap to the forehead to get your attention, but it's literally just a tap with my finger. You know. I'm all about the Denozo back of the head flick. Yeah. From NCIS. Yeah. Well, it was. I thought it was a slap at the back of the head. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, yeah, he walks yeah, up the smash in the back of the head. Back yeah, yeah. I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah. Again, not hard, just enough no. to be like, hey, wake up. Will you pay attention to what you're doing? Um, the point is, is you're trying to get their attention and snap them out of whatever it is they're focused on that is inappropriate. Yeah, and part of it, like, our, our majority of our kids have some form of attention deficit disorder. So they hyper-focus on shit, and the rest of the world ceases to exist while they're locked yeah. into whatever it is they're doing. So sometimes you've got to snap them out of that zone a bit, but... We do typically try to avoid, um, at all costs, physically reprimanding our kids. Uh, we went through a, a stage there where we would do, like, the goofy threats, you know? Uh, oh, yes. Like, yeah. if, if you, you don't keep, stop, I'm going to bite your finger. Or I'm going to yeah. duct tape the, your fork to your hand. You know what I mean? Right. Like, things we know that we would never do. But somebody brought up a good point to us. I can't remember where I read it. Maybe it was, it was in a podcast. But they said you should never threaten or say anything that you're not willing to do. Because it damages your credibility as a parent. Right? Follow through and consistency is important. And if it's yeah. not a threat you can follow through on, like, say, grounding or taking something away, it's it re it's an empty threat. And your mm. children, once they're old enough, they realize that that's that. an empty yeah. threat and they're not going to care what you're saying or doing. Right. Yeah. And that's something that we've, we've tried to remove quite heavily from our repertoire. Um, there are some times when we feel like we are straight up losing this fucking battle um yes. but then we go out in public and into walmart and everybody says how well behaved our kids are so hey maybe we're winning in something yeah i don't know i think uh, they're crazy i mean yeah well they get that honestly yes um from you no way no. <laughs> so yeah i mean i'm not saying it's gonna be we don't have any of the answers by any means we know what has worked for us and what hasn't worked for us um and the really thing is it's like it's gonna take trial and error it's gonna take patience Things to definitely remember. Don't ever come at your children while you're angry. No. Um, parenting should never be... It's emotional, but it shouldn't be emotionally based. You should... If you get legitimately mad about something, you need to take a step Walk back, away. take a breath, calm yourself down, and then re-engage. Don't dismiss it. Don't ignore it. You know, but you do need to re-engage. Take a time out for yourself. I've done it. Yeah. I tell my kids, look... I need a minute. I'm giving myself a timeout. I'm going to my room. I'll be back. 
Yep. And so that's one half of the coin. The other half of the coin is something we ran into with our youngest, which is the placate the behavior, right? Yes. You're freaking out. They're screaming. They're crying. They're throwing stuff. Oh, my God. Here. Take it. Go away. Please stop. Some people have to learn that their extortionist behavior um, isn't forthright. And because we have such a busy schedule with four children, sometimes we placate to the youngest sometimes just because we've got to, we've got time. We don't have time to deal with the shenanigans. We've got to get out of the house. We've got to go where we're going. Fine. Here, here's your thing. Let's go. And it's created this monster that now lives in our house who uh, knows that he can sometimes extort us for things. Especially me. Yeah. Now we're in the dealing with the fucking ball sack problem of trying to break that habit. Um, and it, it gets rough. Trust me. Once you have that habit built, it's super rough to break because the minute you start telling them, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, no, I'm not going to let you do that. You, of course, do the epic meltdowns. It's a nightmare. The screaming, the kicking, the throwing, the doing whatever. Um, but you need to stick through it. You need to be harder on it, him or her. Um to break that rhythm in a way that's going to make them a functional human being. And I think what made it even worse for us is the fact that it was the one child of ours that is probably the most stubborn, the most hard-headed, the most I-don't-give-a-fuck child. So it's been a nightmare to break, to get him to understand that he is not the most important person in the house. Yeah. Well, I mean, and... We probably started off on the wrong foot a while back because oh, yeah. he's our youngest. He was our last child. He's yeah. going to be our last child. We have a lot of work that we need to do. Yeah. You know, like we babied him and coddled uh-huh. him a lot more than we so did the other ones. But so did the siblings. Yeah. See, I think that was the difference is because we had them back to back. The older one always had to mature just that little bit quicker to either help out or understand that they weren't going to have the same amount of attention or this, that, yep. and the other. Raslin never had to go through that. So he never had to have a period of adjustment, and his three older siblings were more than happy his first two, three years of life to just do everything for him. Yeah. And now that they aren't doing that for him anymore, it causes a yeah. lot of fights. The prince is upset now. Yeah. Yes. Well, His royal highness. I think there's, there's <laughs> definitely that part of it, right? Um but you brought up something I think that's important to touch on is we asked our older three to mature a lot faster than they probably should have. Right. Um, and sometimes because our kids are, and this is not the parents, every parent says their kid is fucking smart, right? Oh, look at Timmy. He's so smart. Right. Our kids are legitimately smart, like scary smart. Um, to the point where we didn't know until yeah. outside forces started testing them. Right. So... But because they're so smart and they're relatively mature for their age, we expected more from them than I think we ought to sometimes. And it does cause issues. Yeah. I, I think that I expect them to react a certain way, think a certain way because of how smart and mature they are most of the time. And I oftentimes find myself in that loop of, look, he's only seven. He's only nine. He's only, she's only ten. You know, whatever age yep. bracket they happen to be in they don't really understand yeah. what it is you're asking them to do from an emotional standpoint. You've got to kind of break it down and, and yeah. explain it to them. Expecting them to respond like an adult would yeah. when and they're not an adult is sometimes hard to comprehend when you're 
all in emotionally. Yeah. And you just, why didn't you respond to this appropriately? And well, because, you know, he's 10. <laughs> so. And my struggle in that too is I'm emotionally retarded. <laughs> yes. um, so I don't understand emotional triggers in people. I just, no. I don't. It's not in my wiring. I understand an emotional reaction to something. Mm-hmm. I've smashed my finger with a hammer. Fuck, that hurts. Ow, I'm mad. Ow. And that's it. But once the thumb stops hurting, I'm no longer mad about it. Like, I don't hold resentment to shit. It just doesn't exist. Like, there's no ties like that to events in my life or in my head. So when somebody's having an emotional reaction to something, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to help you. Like, Raslin, he will trip and hit his knees on the ground and then start screaming at the top of his lungs and start beating the crap out of the floor. Right. Because it is now the floor's fault that he is injured and or hurt. And... You're usually staring at him quite dumbfounded. And then he gets up and shakes it off. And but he needs something trucking. to blame. That's yeah. how wrestling is. Something is always somebody else's fault. And as soon as he gets through that, he's fine. But the process is uh, quite painful. Yeah. Well, it's, I would... I don't know. I don't know if I'd rather have our oldest or our youngest. Because our youngest is definitely like... Rah, emotional explosion. And then he's over it moving on. Mm-hmm. Our oldest is the... I'm going to keep it to myself. But I'm going to hold it down tight. And it's going to boil and boil and boil and boil and boil and then beep, Until like a fucking kettle. Until nobody understands why I'm being an emotional... And then one day <laughs> I'm going to trip and then I'm just going to lose my the fucking mind. Yep. Because I've bottled all this shit up forever. And I can't get her to talk through stuff. She is not someone who shares you know? her emotions freely. She is not someone who shares her opinions freely. No. She's a very quiet, reserved individual well, see, the thing who is, tries to handle everything herself and I'm not sure why. Well, so she is quiet and reserved mm-hmm. except for about a few things, right? There's a couple things that she gets triggered on and Unicorns. then she, she, you could never get her to <laughs> shut the fuck up Litter. about it. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so there's, I mean, it's such a weird situation with her. Yeah. Um, the one thing we have yet to figure out and I, it's still in the trial error process is how to teach your kids not to lie. Right, because all of them do it. They all do it, and it's so obvious. A lot of times, mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately, they're getting better, so it's getting harder to find out. But how do you get them to admit yeah. that? Not to admit, but to be honest and forthright, and not to lie mm-hmm. about stuff, because all of them do it. And they've, they've been told, you know, the importance of not lying and, but and what think... those consequences are. And, and they can reiterate that back to you quite well. And they understand yeah. it on a great level. Not wrestling, but the other three understand it very well. Yeah. Um, but they're still willing to do that. And I know it's all kids. And right. they've got to walk through that. But there's no manual for that. How, how do we proceed from here? Because we taught them. They know but they still do it, you know. Yeah. So it's it poses a difficult uh, conundrum. Issue. But but I did discover the last two times we had an issue. If I pull them all in and say, "Fine, you're all being punished until somebody fesses up," that got a reaction, and I was quite interested in the fact that that worked. Yeah. Well, that's because chances are one of the four mm-hmm. knows what happened. Yeah doesn't want to dime out their brother or sister, mm-hmm. but also doesn't want to get punished for something else. Right. So they're like, dude, you better fess up or I swear to God. You know what and I mean? And if you're Joey or Dela, you harbor immense amounts of guilt over things. Yeah. So 
So what you're yeah. saying is that you're going to extort two of your children <laughs> to get the other two to fess up. I mean, if that's what I've got to do. <laughs> Sometimes. Look, I'm sorry. Sacrifices must be made. Right? No one wants to go down for right. something the other one did. It's funny because in the army, we use a similar type tactic when we're yeah? dealing with a bunch of privates. Yeah. Oh, that's we're like, funny. All right. We know somebody did this. We don't know who it is. We know somebody did this. So there's two ways you do it. You One, you find the mole. Right? That one person who's just like... Always going to snitch. Always going to snitch, right? Snitches get stitches, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. But, <laughs> but there's always going to be that one, right? Because they want to build favor with the we authority figure. loyalty. Right? You look for the brown noser is what you're saying. Pretty much. And then the other two... And the other way is that you just... You line everybody up and you go, Hey, everybody's getting a piece of this fucking cake if somebody doesn't fess up. Right? Right. Um, and But the thing is, is sometimes somebody will take a dive for somebody mm-hmm. because they know the person who's did yep. it is never going to fess up. Problem is, is how do you teach? So, Dela, it's easy, right? She typically doesn't lie because she feels guilty about it afterwards. Joey, kind of the same way. He feels guilty about lying. Wesley, zero fucks given. Like, if he can get away with it, he's just one. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how to teach him to... He will purposely concoct new ways to, well, that didn't work this time. What can I do next time so I can guarantee? It's crazy the lengths he will go to. To get what he wants. Yeah. Regardless of the consequences. Not just in that respect, but he will manipulate his younger siblings in that regard too. He will, he'll say the right thing or do just the right thing. No, 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 no. I mean, give it here and let me show you to get extra play time um, by here I'm going to help you, but in reality what he's doing is taking their electronic from them and playing on theirs. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, he manipulates, like, he there's... lies. It's just weird. There's a weird personality quirk there, mm-hmm. and I I tried hard, um, probably a little too aggressively, I think, when he was younger, um, to to get that out of him. Like you cannot lie, you cannot mm-hmm. tell the truth. You know what I mean? I think maybe the we could have balanced it out better with the positive reinforcement of the truth. Problem is, when you have a kid who lies all the time, how do you know it's true? Right. You know? So now he's in a position where, and we've told him, honestly, it's hard to believe what he tells you the majority of the time because he lies so often. And I told him that's going to cause a problem with family and friends in the future. He'll stand there and he'll be like, I I swear I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Right? And he'll Mm -hmm. swear up and down. Nope. Wasn't me. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. Yep. But then with a little bit of investigative work, you figure out, yes, he did. So when he says the truth with the same conviction that he lies with, you yeah. can't really break that apart. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's difficult. Like the telling the truth thing is, is a yeah. hard one to handle. I think what we need to break um, in him is more the you need to be or feel sorry for it instead of just being upset you got caught. Yeah. And even when he gets caught in a lie, he's not upset that he's in trouble. He, he's not upset that he did something wrong. He's upset that he got caught. Yeah. And that's well, that's evidenced by the wrong. fact that the minute he turns around, he's going to do it again. Doing the same thing right? again. Yep. So he doesn't get mad that he got. He doesn't get. He's not upset that he did the bad thing. He's upset right. that he got caught doing the bad thing. Right. But the problem is, is I think that's what a lot of people are like, right? Yep. Not people don't get upset because they got a ticket. They got upset right. because they got they caught, caught speeding. Right. Right? Like, the ticket is just the... They're upset about the punishment, punishment. not doing the wrong thing. Right. Yep. You can't really teach somebody... I don't know how to teach somebody the... 
how do you get upset because you did the wrong thing? Feel remorse, right? damn it. Just yeah. feel remorse. <laughs> God damn it, feel guilty. Right? You are not alone, parents. Yeah. So <laughs> that one's that one's a tough one. And we're still working on it. And you know, our biggest project is our youngest project. So he'll be the he'll be a, a hurdle to navigate as we get older. I still think aggression based sports is the way to go for that dude. You know, rugby. Yeah. Rugby, hockey. Lacrosse football like fuck it i'll put him in football you know what i mean like just hey he'll be like the bobby boucher on the football field go hit hockey, that thing hockey be the next i don't know dead marsh problem is bruisers don't exist in hockey anymore i know um so sad whereas joey's our dainty little flower and doesn't like to get hurt everything makes him highly emotional yeah. so it's hard to gauge you have to speak to him differently than you do the rest of you them do. you have to use the right phrasing. You have to use the right words. You have to come across phrasing. it from a, a different angle with him. Again, phrasing. Um, <clears throat> no, so because he does get he just he harbors a lot of guilt and a lot of remorse. And and where that's a good thing, he needs to know that not everything he gets in trouble for requires an emotional response. outburst and yeah. crying for the next thirty minutes. So some of that's just going to come with maturity, I think. Yeah. But the other thing is, is I'm beginning to realize and notice a lot. Joey is an intellect on a different level. All of our kids are smart. Joey is on a different level. Yeah. In the way that he processes the world, the way that he analyzes the world, the way he thinks through the world. He inherited that honestly. Yep. Um, but the weird part is his emotional reaction to it. Because I was super analytical about stuff. I don't know if I was just emotionally stunted as a child or what, but I was, I've always been really analytical. I'll sit and I'll watch and I'll study and then I'll figure out how I want to interact with it and then I'll do it. So if you can sit him down and you can explain to him point A to point B, he, he gets it. His problem is, is he sometimes forgets that. So like our big struggle with him is eating dinner, right? Even though we've taken things away from him or he's missed out on stuff because he takes too long to eat his dinner, he gets upset, but he doesn't apply the lesson. So we're still teaching that piece, right? You gotta. Right. It's okay to be upset about making a mistake, but you gotta learn from your mistake and move forward. Yep. And that's the big struggle with Wesley is that he just never learns from the mistake. Oh, he learns from the mistake, but he learns how to get away with it a different way next time. You know? Right. He's not learning a lesson right. in. You know. He's like, okay, that way didn't work. He's a scientist, right? He's <laughs> yes. like, I want what I want, so I gotta, I gotta trial and error, run experiments until I figure out how I get what I want, yep. and not get in trouble for it. And he has gotten away with things, at least for mm -hmm. a short amount of time, um, and gotten caught weeks later, or sometimes a month or two later. But he does get caught, and I've told him, even if it takes me a year, you will, one hundred percent of the time, always get caught in this house because oh. you are not gonna do anything here that one of us has not tried to do. Most likely. Right, because yeah. I was a good kid. Um, and I, he just, he's not catching it. No. He keeps getting caught, and he doesn't believe that we will always find out. So what I think we should do is, I don't know, it'd be an interesting technique because he's so video game focused. Yes. I wonder if the next time he gets caught doing something he's not supposed to, if we just take away all his video games because up to this point, we've taken away his tablet or his computer or whatever, right? We've taken away whatever, something. But he's always had another avenue. Yeah. Even so far as playing with and on his siblings' stuff. 
Right, because he manipulates it away right. from them. Yep. So instead we say, okay, everybody gets their time for their half hour or whatever on the tablet. Wesley, you need to grab a book and sit on the couch. Right. I think we need to remove him from the entire Yeah, just situation. take the whole thing out of it. Like, that's the thing yeah. he loves. Let's let's use that as a carrot, a carrot, a you know what I mean? Yeah. But then reinforce, come back on the other side of it and positively reinforce it a bit too. Right. I mean, I just don't know how to positively reinforce lying when you don't know if he's ever telling the truth. Right. And then when he is telling us something and then I feel guilty as I'm saying it in my head, I'm like, really, is that what really happened? He goes, oh my God, I swear. Why don't you believe me? I'm not lying. And I'm like, well, because you, you lie always all the time. Lie. So that's why you answer that question. Yeah. He goes, well, why don't you believe me? Because you always lie, Bubba. If you want to like, be sorry. trustworthy, you want people yeah. to trust you, you have to You know why we believe your sister? Because you. she doesn't lie. Like, she's right. that person who would, like, that. she's that kid who asks the teacher at the end of the day, or reminds the teacher at the end of the day that they didn't turn in homework. Yep. That was me. Yeah. I hate those people. Yeah. Um, I have legit walked up to a teacher of mine and say, hey, you didn't mark this wrong on my test. I should have one more wrong on my test. And she looked at me I was high. <laughs> she's like, well, if I missed it, it's my mistake. I'm like, okay. But, yeah, she gets it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a guilt trip thing. Yeah. I, I don't have... I harbor too much guilt. <laughs> I, I don't really have guilt, so that's not a problem. You don't have any emotions. See, and you had more when I first met you, when you were like 16. Um, but I think what it is, is you were born with an emotional bubble with a slow leak. <laughs> so throughout your whole life, it just started to get smaller and smaller and smaller until now, where it's just... It's not there. It's just the outside piece with no air left in it. It's just a bubble flap. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> it's a deflated yoga ball, is that what you're saying? Right. We need to find a patch so we can blow it back up. <laughs> and if we do, you're just going to start, Wah! I swear. Yeah. I swear. Don't. By the moon Make him stop. and the stars oh my God. in the sky. All we're trying I'll be to there. say is, anyway, um, <laughs> not, uh, there's no manual. And not everything you do discipline-wise, is going to be the right way. No. But trial and error is key. No parent gets this right out of the gate. No parent gets this right by the time they're 18. It's it's always going to be up in the air, but as long as you know you're doing your best and your kids still love you at the end of the day and they, they don't think you're going to fly into a murderous rage at the drop of a hat, then you did your job. Yeah. And they're alive, they're eating, they're not dying, and they love you and they still hug you at the end of the day, you're good. The best methodology <laughs> that we have found, philosophy that we have abided by is be the example you want your children to be. Yes. You want them to be functional adults. You need to act like a functional adult. You need to behave like a functional adult. You need to be able to do and model the behavior that you want your child to ultimately become because that's what's going to happen. Let's be honest. I became my dad. Anybody who knows my dad and knows me can readily agree to that. I became my dad. And Carolyn is a model amalgamation of both of her parents mashed together, right? You are your parent in a different skin. You model, you become the behavior that you you get exposed to as you grow up. It doesn't mean you can't change it if you came up in a toxic place or a toxic environment. But if you want a particular future for your children, you need to be that example. Because um, you're not, kids are going to learn by see watching, not by doing what you tell them to. Because honestly, they don't do what I tell us to anyway. In other words, if you're a homebody who never leaves your house and plays video games all day, that's what your kids are going to do. Pretty much. So, that's... 
what ours do. And if you <laughs> if you want to be fit and you want to you want your kids to be healthy, you need to be healthy too. Uh, get out there, make sure you eat the right food and diet and exercise. You know, all the stuff that's going to make you healthy is going to make them healthy, and it's going to teach them that even if you're not in the place you wanted to be, by working to get to the place where you want to be, your kids are going to see that change is always possible, and you can always improve yourself. So be the type of person you want your children to grow up to be. Yes. And some of a lot of this headache is just going to come along itself and you're going to have to figure it out through trial and error but nobody's got it right nobody's got it fixed don't believe all the fucking books out there because most of them are hot garbage anyway at least according to the worst therapist in the world yes the worst best therapist in the world. yeah he's a great therapist uh, <laughs> mike if you ever stumble across this podcast i'm sorry we missed you, we missed you. <laughs> come back all right y'all i think that's gonna wrap it up for this this week's episode sorry it's gonna hit the uh show a little late but hopefully see you next week hopefully it was helpful um go ahead and follow us on instagram and facebook and we have a patreon page for those of you who are interested again none of that's expected none of that's wanted you're more than welcome to just listen and enjoy okay see you all next week Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please reach out on Instagram and Facebook. We would love to hear your feedback or suggestions on our next topic. See you next week.